Well, let's party, Ken. Well, I was I wanted to start out by asking you, what would you rather be doing than being interviewed by Kevin and Tyler at at twelve thirty in the afternoon on a busy, busy day? Oh, I. Uh... Uh, let's have some fun, Ken. You ready? Yeah, I'm. I'm super excited and uh, ready to go. All right, Ty, you ready? Let's go. Timeout, Tyler. Who are we taking a timeout with today? Thank you, Kevin. And today we have Ken Johnson, CEO of Leonard's Express. And Ken, thanks for being on the show. We've heard a lot about you, your leadership uh, abilities, and we just want to make you shine today. And well, it's great to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. All right, well, let's party, Ken. Well, I was, I wanted to start out by asking you, what would you rather be doing than being interviewed by Kevin and Tyler at, at 1230 in the afternoon on a busy, busy day? No, I honestly can't think of a thing I would rather be doing today. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I will, uh, maybe I'll quantify that with saying I would rather be doing this uh, from someplace with palm trees, sands, and a, uh, um, <laughs> but uh, no, this is, uh, this is great. And, I'm you know, excited to be here. That's awesome. Well, you were just talking about this upcoming trip where you're you're going to be leaving us here in New York State because of our beautiful weather this time of year, and you're going to be taking a long road trip with your wife and your dog. What music do you guys agree on in the car? Like, what if you had to throw on a tune that you had to listen to on repeat? What song are you picking, Ken? Oh, golly, I don't know about the song. My wife would definitely have the country station on, and. Uh, and I can tolerate probably 85% of that. Uh, I tend to listen to uh, podcasts or um, um, we, uh, we have the XM radio in our um, car. So I'll have one of the news channels on, you know, I just, uh, you know, um, but generally if I'm listening to music, I'm more of a eighties, uh, nineties, um, Southern rock, rock and roll type. Um, Love it. Yeah. So I know another fan like that. Tyler was a big fan of the 80s and 90s rock and roll, baby. <laughs> yeah, man, the 90s, absolutely. And can, I wanted to ask you, I see you're, you're a family business over there, and you guys got to have some family competition of some sort. Who in the family over there wins in an arm wrestling contest? Oh, golly, I, I'm not sure we've ever had one, but if I had to guess, it would be my brother, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin takes the cake. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he spends a little more time in the weight room. I'm more of a bike and uh, walking um, for exercise and uh um yeah, kyle uh you know he's he does the hockey thing um yeah. i used to do the hockey thing but uh um yeah i think kevin would probably win it <laughs> but, uh, all right well the cake's going to kevin well tyler brought it up and uh, as we kind of jump into to what uh the magic sauce is over there at leonard's express and i know you also have a number of other uh businesses under leonard's express as well it's a family owned and operated company. Um, family dynamics probably come into the situation and the equation more times than not. And it seems like in the public private sector as well, sometimes we fight so hard to separate family from business. How do you guys make it work? And how do you, how do you set your leadership style accordingly to, to, to kind of propel Leonard's Express forward? Well, I'm a uh, fourth generation in this uh, business wow. and, um, and uh, worked a long time with my dad at his prior company, KJ Transportation, which he sold in 98. And then all of us started Leonard's. Um, my uh, sister and uh, parents retired you know, several years back. And so it's Kevin, Kyle and I, but you know, I, you know, our parents um, you know, took a lot of effort and time, you know, when we were first working with them and we all first started coming into the business, 
you know, to, uh, you know, make sure that we all understood the concept and it's the way we were raised that, you know, family first, mm-hmm. um, you may disagree, but you speak to each other respect, respectfully and you treat each other the way you want to be treated. And, uh, you know, and the other thing is, uh, as our companies have grown, you know, we're really fortunate that, uh, um, our talents and our desires and interests complement each other rather than, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, conflicting with each other you know I I have things that I like to do and I'm good at Uh, Kevin has things that he likes to do and is very good at and uh, same with Kyle you know and uh, so and then when Kim um, was working with us she had the things that she was good at and you know so you know it works out well we've gotten big enough we're not in each other's way Um, you know we've got enough locations you know where the, the biggest challenge we have on any given day is finding a time where the three of us can sit down and talk to each other so many different places and locations. <laughs> I have to awesome. ask, was uh, Special K the favorite uh, family cereal? Because it's Kim, it's <laughs> Kyle, it's Kevin, and it's Ken. <laughs> right, and my dad's name is Kent. Oh, so. my oh, God. Geez, that's <laughs> confusing. Now you know where that started from. My, mo- my mother's the odd one out. Her name's Patricia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Patricia. But, uh, well, I named my daughter Catherine and spelled it with a C. There you go. Yeah, way to make a difference. Stand out. (laughs) Well, going back to your dad that you mentioned, Ken, uh, what do you think the most valuable lesson you learned from your father growing up is? Yeah, probably uh, paying attention to the firm but fair. And, and, uh, you know, um, being very opportunistic and entrepreneurial. You know, he, uh, um, you know, and, you know, Kevin, Kyle, and I all picked up on that, you know, the, the last piece there that, you know, it, you get an opportunity, you can't time your opportunities. If it makes sense, you got to try to figure out a way to make it work. And, um, you know, sometimes there's things you got to walk away from because they don't make sense, but, you know, take advantage of your opportunities. And, um, um, you know, that's how we grow. Yeah. And logistics has had a massive, I mean, obviously what we're seeing in the media and, and, and everything else like that with uh, the, the backlog, I know it's taken a little bit longer for my Amazon packages to get there. And it's like, holy <laughs> cow, is the world ending? Um, we've gotten so accustomed to this like, uh, like um, order and it's at your door mentality. But at the end of the day, it's people that are really delivering those packages across the country, across the globe. And I know that's um, an area where you guys have, have seen, um, you shared that you've had challenges to try to recruit to the industry because it's not something that guidance counselors are really pushing in school as an opportunity. What would you say to people though that are, are in high school and evaluating if school is for them? What would you tell them about logistics and why you got involved into the family business and why now you've become the CEO? You know, I would tell them that, you know, um, to take a hard look at us because you know, one thing about trucking is we're always in demand. Um, good times, bad times, people are going to eat, people are going to drink. Sometimes in bad times, they drink more. Um, you know, the uh, um, you know, logistics has changed over time. It's gotten a lot more dynamic, but it's always been there. Um, you know, there's uh, certain things you just can't order online from Amazon and have there the next day, you know, and uh, certain foods is... Uh, um, one, you know, one of those things. And we, you know, we're targeting that as a uh, area that we're going to focus on, but, you know, it's, it's not always sexy. It's not always, um, you know, the uh, front page news, and, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, I, um, you know, with all the uh, talk about the uh, supply chain issues and, um, you know, being, you know, talked about by the president and, you know, and everyone, we've always been here. 
it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's certain challenges, but we've always been here, you know, and, uh, and we always will be, you know, regardless of uh, the way things change. Um, and, you know, and there's, uh, you know, a lot of people making um, very good um, family raising wages from the trucking industry and the logistics industries with um, generally very good benefits. That's awesome. That's cool awesome. to hear. Yeah, what, what do you think sets Leonard's Express apart from, from your competitors out there, Ken? And say, say Tyler White and Kevin Rustesee were applying to, to drive for you. How would you sell us? You know, I, you know and, and it's, <clears throat> you know, we like to pride ourselves on our culture. Um, recruiting, though, is it's very difficult to recruit, especially for uh, over-the-road drivers selling a culture. You know, sell, um, selling culture, you know, in a... Uh, Typical recruiting, um, um, you know, is where you did very limited time, very limited, um, you know, um, dialogue, you know, so um, culture, though, we like to think is what keeps them here once we get them on board. And, uh, but we uh, put a lot of effort into our referral program, you know, so that the drivers and not just the drivers, any of our employees can refer um, a driver, but uh, and we feel that's a very good source for us for uh, drivers because you know they can sell the culture because I've experienced it and it's not coming from somebody trying to convince somebody to come to work. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I think the uh, you know um, you know we say it often around here. We want Leonard's Express to be the company that people, um, especially drivers, want to come to work for. And um, you know that that's not easy in the trucking industry because it's not an easy job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I know too is kind of reading one of the recent articles that you guys were talk, talking about is that uh, trying to, to, to promote this um, as an opportunity, a career path for some and talked about the flexibility you talked about obviously some of the challenges with with a more remote workforce so if you're giving tips I'm sure a lot of businesses would love to hear it. Um, but I know that uh, there's a huge diversity, equity, and inclusion piece there at Leonard's Express. Actually, a majority, it looked like from a survey that a majority, 40%, uh, over 40% is technically diverse, right? Where are we going? Why has that been a staple for you guys? And, and why are you guys now making more of an initiative to try to attract that more diverse talent pool? Well, you know, first off, we want um, everybody you know, that works at uh, Leonard's to feel comfortable that, you know, that coming to work here is a comfortable com place to com um, come to work. But, you know, as we're going to grow, you know, we're going to uh, um, have to draw from uh, different demographics than we have in the past just to uh, find enough people, not just as a company, but as an industry. Mm -hmm. it's, um, um, it's changing and it needs to change. And, you know, the, uh, um, you know, both by, uh, um, you know, background, and uh, um, gender, you know, all that. And we need to be able to recruit, you know, from um, a multitude of new areas that you know, maybe 10 years ago wasn't something, you know, that, uh, you know, it wasn't that it was excluded. It just wasn't that um, normal. So, uh, you know, if, if we're going to continue to grow, you know, we're going to need to continue to uh, look at um, non-traditional um, places to find new talent. That's so exciting. Exciting stuff. <laughs> good stuff. And yeah, it is. You know, we've been uh, tossing some, you know, different ideas around. You know, it's, uh, um, you know, we have a lot of um, capabilities to, uh, you know, either work with uh, other driving schools or, um, you know, of course, we have our own here if, uh, you know, um, they're in the area. But, uh, you know, if, if we can, you know, find, you know, different um, um, opportunities, you know, it's not just someone that already has license and experience. We can help them 
achieve that if that's what their goal is. So cool. So cool. Awesome. And can you CEOs seem to just be built different? Uh, and Kevin and I's experience uh, talking to many around the Rochester area. Um, I was wanted to ask you, what, what's your favorite part about being a CEO and what gets you out of bed? Like what, what fires Ken Johnson up? I, I, I want to know that. Well, you know, um, it was funny. Well, yeah, recently I had our annual meeting down in uh, Canada Day where we brought all our outside office people in. And I don't know what they were telling me, but the uh, first question, because we did a 30-minute just Q&A with uh, myself and uh, my two brothers and my brother-in-law, um, Mike Riccio, who's um, um, with us as our chief marketing officer. And uh, the first question that came up, and I don't even remember who asked it, was, when are you retiring? <laughs> and, um, and I, I don't know if it's because my wife's already retired or um, if, uh, they were telling me something. But, uh, but seriously, you know, what gets me out of bed and uh, what drives me is... Uh, I, I feel like I work in the greatest industry in our country and I get to um, go to work with the greatest people um, in that industry by coming to work at Leonard's Express. And, you know, at, uh, you know, you talked earlier about my trip to Florida. I'll get my wife and um, um, family pet down there, but, uh, you know, I'll come back up here. You know, it's, you know, I like being with her, obviously, but, uh, you know, I certainly, you know, when I'm not here or at one of our other facilities, I miss the opportunity just to interact with our people and, you know, um, um, be able to talk to them and see what's going on in their um, world and their lives. And, uh, you know, if there's an opportunity to you know, provide resources to, you know, make their jobs easier, you know, that's, you know, really what keeps me going. So awesome to hear because uh, I think some, sometimes we don't have enough communication across all, all management levels and even frontier, frontier employees. And I know some of the things that I, we, Tyler and I saw with the, the, the future hall of fame that you guys kicked off this year, all that kind of stuff that really recognizes the people that are, are going the extra mile for the organization. And sometimes it's not a bonus. It's just the sheer recognition that you guys thought enough of them to put together a very professional video. So it's pretty incredible to see some of the things that I get to talk about with other businesses outside of logistics that they should be doing these things and they're not. Why has culture been so important to you? Is it something that was like passed over from the fourth, now being the fourth generation? Is that always put culture first? as an organization, or is that something that you brought change um, when you first started? Yeah, I, I think it was, uh, it wasn't really uh, directly from me. Um, I think it was more my generation, um, you know, uh, my brothers, my sisters, my brother-in-law, you know, um, you know, we wanted to uh, continue to grow on, um, you know, the things that my parents had started. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we wanted a place that uh, people wanted to come to work. And, you know, we wanted, uh, you know, um, um, you know, my mother really, instilled the values of doing the right thing and, uh, you know, and treating people the way you want to be treated and talking to people, um, you know, respectfully, regardless of uh, um, what the situation is. And, you know, and, and that's stuck, you know, and we've tried to build on it. You know, we've tried, you know, we want to grow, you know, we're going to continue to grow. We're looking for growth opportunities. You know, we really feel that having the proper culture will allow us to maintain that small um, business family atmosphere and scale it to, to the level we want, you know, our company to be. <clears throat> and, uh, um, you know, and, 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 and in some cases for, uh, you know, Kevin, Kyle and I, we've had to, uh, you know, take a, a hard look at the way we do things, um, you know, and even uh, get some, you know, executive coaching because, you know, as a business owner, you want to be able to control, um, yeah. you know, things and, you know, the bigger you get, the harder that is and you have to rely on more people. And, you know, so, you know, we've, uh, um, spent a lot of time over the last several years trying to develop our people more to develop leaders you know we have a, a leadership uh, coach that we work with um, um you know and he's 
other than we took a couple of pauses during the pandemic, you know, we generally have a some type of leadership program going on and um, probably will for the, uh, um, you know, for as long as it makes sense. So. Yeah. What do you find most valuable about that? Ken, uh, Kevin and I have been hearing that term executive coach quite a bit lately. What, what have you found most valuable? Well, we, uh, we use a, uh, um, a gentleman, uh, Dr. Jim Kestenbaum out of Rochester. I'm not sure if you've heard of him or not, um, but uh, um, we are um, the first um, um, interaction we had as a family, we brought him in to help us with the succession planning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, obviously um, my dad, and mom, you know, as our parents, they didn't want to show favoritism to one or the other um, of us. And, um, you know, and how does that look, you know, when someone has to become the CEO and someone, you know, and others have to take on different. It was an arm wrestling competition. (laughs) (laughs) Which I obviously lost and got the uh, CEO title. (laughs) um, But, uh, but he helped us, uh, Jim um, helped us facilitate that. And, um, you know, and it, and it really, it it really wasn't, it came down to mom and dad not making choices. It was the four of us, um, you know, talking through strengths, weaknesses, and um, goals and so on. And, uh, you know, we came up with the structure we have now. and, uh, but Jim's real uh, um, core business is uh, coaching. And, uh, you know, we th- we're looking around here and looking for opportunities to grow and knowing as we got bigger that the um, um, three of us were not going to be able to make all the important decisions mm-hmm. that we needed to give our people um, the tools um, and the confidence to um, um, see a situation or have an opportunity you know, make the best decision and, um, and go with it. And, you know, and then that's part of, uh, you know, where Kevin and Kyle and I, and, you know, and others as well, you know, had to uh, remember, um, you know, that we can't just jump on every decision, you know, we have to learn to ask questions and, you know, and, um, you know, we can, uh, you know, bring Dr. Jim and have the uh, leadership um, programs and they can go through them successfully. But if we're not doing our part, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to work. That's, so, you know, so mm-hmm. we're, we've spent a lot of time on both sides of that, you yeah. know, um, and, uh, and we've also used to, you know, use it for, uh, um, you know, once we've identified or we see people that, you know, are um, successful and ambitious and want to move up, you know, that uh, you know, they're great at their job, but they may not have the management background, you know, that, uh, you know, we put some programs together, you know, to you know, start training up our frontline managers and you know, making sure they have the tools they need to succeed. That's so important. And it's something that I don't think gets talked about enough because sometimes uh, that was my greatest question in all the organizations that I worked at is like, why do we promote who we promote? Um, and what kind of message is that sending? And sometimes um, it's almost like the next person up um, just because there's just the, either a lack of confidence in the overall employee population. They haven't had spent the time necessary to do proper succession planning. But the lack of investment in that manager at that point in time, it's kind of like you're on your own. Um, and, and at the end of the day, the employees suffer and the business suffers at the end of the day because there was not the necessary investment in, in that in their type of leadership and coaching to, to enable their success. So that, just to hear you say that, and I'd be willing to bet that you and your uh, family, as well as the rest of the organization, has had to be get comfortable with, with change, right? Um, your industry, we're starting to hear things like autonomous driving um, trucks. So change is something that's obviously at the forefront. We I shared this week, uh, the New York state tolls are now all 
electronic and there's nobody taking your cash anymore. So right. how, in your estimation, when is this coming and, and are you guys prepared and are you already thinking that far down the road? You know, and, uh, um, you know, probably uh, one of the skills that I missed when you were talking about things we inherited from my dad is uh, the um, opportunity to create change. We've gotten very good at that. Um, and I know a lot of people aren't comfortable and you got to make them comfortable. But, uh, you know, it's, um, I, you know, the autonomous trucks, uh, I think the technology is way ahead of uh, um, um, when it's going to be implemented simply because of uh, public acceptance. Mm -hmm. I think uh, um, the uh, thought of uh, being in your car riding alongside a um, 80,000 pound tractor trailer without a driver. There's the hell out of me, but <laughs> something, you know, that's going to be comfortable. And, you know, and, there, and there's, you know, there's a lot of other issues. Uh, um, you know, right now, the way the laws are written, there has to be somebody in the car with their hands on a steering wheel. You know, the, uh, um, you know, some of these cars that are coming out now that are driver assist, um, you know, in the trucks, they can't legally operate, you know, um, because you're supposed to have your hand on the wheels, you know, so, you know, and, and you talk to the, um, um, our elected officials and, you know, if something goes wrong, who's to blame? Um, you got to have somebody to blame. So there's a lot of variables there. So the technology is way out ahead of uh, public acceptance, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm guessing at some point, um, um, it may or may not happen, you know, during my um, time still in the industry, but, it's going to be more like, um, you know, the airline model where there's still a pilot behind the wheel. There's still a um, driver behind the wheel. Um, you know, they may be uh, uh, using tools on the truck you know, where the truck's driving it, but, you know, they're still going to take over for the final mile or the non-interstate miles. Um, they may be in a um, you know, line of trucks where the lead trucks um, um, doing um, most of the driving, but there's still a driver in the other trucks and they're just taking advantage of the aerodynamics of being close mm -hmm. together and you know, they're connected by technology. That's uh, going on um, already. But, uh, you know, a true uh, um, autonomous truck, um, I'm not sure how quickly that's that's coming just simply because of po um, public policy and uh, public perception. Perfect. Appreciate that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and, and not to mention, we're spending a whole lot of time trying to figure out how to go um, with renewable um, energy, which um, um, to replace the uh, diesel engines, which our industry relies on. You know, some of the uh, um, smaller trucks are on that gas, and the natural gas has never really taken off. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in the uh, Class Eight, just you know, simply because of the infrastructure, you know, for uh, fueling. But which is going to be the same situation with the electric vehicles. Um, yeah. But there's I think that technology is uh, going to jump out um, ahead of the uh, autonomous uh, vehicles, you know, as far as, you know, product development and, you know, change in the industry. Mm -hmm. so. Fascinating. That's fascinating. Well, well, you guys are a family of tea loggers over there, Ken. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you just um, if you had advice for a 20 year old kid come out of college with his just tea log degree, what, what advice would you give the kids nowadays? You know, you can come out with a new degree, transportation, logistics, now what is it is it trucking is it shipping is it you know what what would you give advice to a young 20 year old nowadays you know sure i would uh, um our industry is made up of uh, you know there's uh, several obviously public large companies but the um, vast majority of them are uh, smaller family-owned um, companies you know where uh, you know layoffs are rare um you know the the uh, um culture is uh, you know a little different you know, you know, and some people thrive in a big company environment, you know, and, you know, whether it's trucking or uh, shipping or receiving, 
Um, you know, there's a lot of good companies, um, but um, you know, the culture is different. You know, it's, you, you may not know, you know, everybody at the company. So, you know, you got to kind of look at your own personalities and your own um, desires and, um, you know, your own, you know, what, what drives you. Cause uh, you know, the downside to some of the smaller uh, family companies is the upside potential may not be as great as, as in a uh, fortune 100 company. So, but I, you know, I, I think a lot of them, uh, the, uh, a lot of the students that go to, you know, these supply chain programs and logistic programs, you know, their natural tendency is leaning more towards the shipping and um, um, the grocery uh, retail environment, you know, and you know, they really need to take a hard look at the uh, trucking side of it. And, you know, and, and we've done it, you know, I think we've done a great job. Uh, we've got uh, um, several uh, relationships with area colleges and, uh, you know, we bring in interns. We have a management training program where we'll uh, you know, go to um, um, hiring, hiring fairs at the colleges and, uh, you know, look to bring in a student or two, you know, upon graduation to go through our management training program where they do everything from riding a truck, drive a forklift, um, you know, work in the, uh, they don't work on the trucks generally, but they work out in the shop and, you know, working about every department over three or four years and, uh, you know, and it'll give them a chance to be, you know, part of our next um, generation of uh, um, uh, managers. That's you know, eventually, uh, awesome. you know, one of our early, uh, um, um, managers uh, training program graduates is uh, running um, our uh, California and Florida office. Oh my gosh. How cool he's, out of, uh, he's out of Rochester. He now lives in Southern California him and his family. And now uh, another one of them is uh, our uh, VP of uh, asset. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it is truly a program that, you know, offers a lot of uh, upward potential and, you know, in a very solid industry. I mean, that, we see the generations, the conversations about generations and really what the, the generational difference is. But I think if, if you boil it down to just human nature, that they just want to see future opportunities and that you guys see future opportunities in them. And with those management programs, that's got to be you're almost creating your own uh, succession plan and uh, labor pool um, that that sometimes needs to be created because. Back to what I was saying before is uh, the schools aren't, aren't really doing enough. They push higher education pretty much every single time, even though if that student's strengths are probably not in education and they are better with their hands or out right. doing things. What, um, what do you think that uh, businesses like logistics, like you are doing, what, where else can you guys go to, I guess, push the narrative of, of some of these unique industries or, or, or that typically aren't spoken about in high school? Well, we've been uh, working a lot with the uh, um, vocational schools, you know, the, uh, the BOCI programs, um, you know, we, you know, cause there's a, uh, you know, and, and it's a good thing, um, you know, the schools are uh, um, putting a little bit more emphasis on those on, uh, um, you know, the programs have uh, advanced and the opportunities to uh, participate in those have uh, improved for the uh, students. Well, additionally, uh, some of these charter schools, there's a charter school in Buffalo that our state trucking association has gotten involved with, and they actually have a logistics program um, at the uh, school. It started out as a club, and now it's, uh, um, you know, one of the uh, um, curriculum paths that they can follow. And we had that group, we had our conference up uh, the pre, uh, pre-pandemic, we had our conference in Niagara Falls, and, and that um, group from that class got to come up and uh, participate in uh, some of our uh, sessions. So, you know, it's, it's great, you know, and, and um, as an industry, you know, um, getting out and working with these schools, um, that we've done, uh, recently we had a job, um, um, again, it wasn't really a job fair, I guess it's more of a, an exposing the industry uh, event at Edison Tech for three days, you know, where we had, 
um, trucks up there where the uh, um, young men and women were able to get up and see what it was like from the cab of a truck. Um, you know, we had technicians there, you know, with, uh, you know, the laptop computers that, you know, and hooking them to the trucks, show them it's not just, you know, um, turning wrenches, there's a huge technical aspect of it. And, uh, you know, and we got great press coverage out of it, you know, that certainly helps. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a very successful event and, you know, one they're looking to, uh, to repeat not only there um, annually, but, you know, spread to other schools, you know, that, uh, you, know, you know, schools and um, especially high schools are evolving, you know, they're, not just the uh, the four year core curriculum that you know I had growing up. You know, there's uh, different opportunities, and you know it's it's great. You know because it's um, it helps us um, you know get our opportunities for these people out in you know in front of them, and you know share you know the uh, um, opportunities that they have available to them. Thank you for all of that. That's that's incredible work. Yeah, I just saw Syracuse got a T log program a while back. I think in in the news and then. Uh, full disclosure, I was a T-Log guy in college. Okay. Didn't go very far in it. I, just thought the, <laughs> I thought the name was cool. I was like, man, I get to pick out of all these. What's transportation and logistics? Um, you know, well, they didn't, so. uh, I don't, I'm not sure they'd even uh, develop the term logistics when I went to school. I went to Niagara. It was uh, transportation and tourism. We're in the same department. So. Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but, but now they, they, they've restructured um, you know, um, several years ago and uh, – you know, it's, uh, it's part of the business school and they, you know, and actually uh, probably three or four of our management training um, program students um, came from there. That's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And yeah, no, and we do have a uh, young man here that uh, got his degree in that from Syracuse. Nice. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I saw that in the papers and I saw that you've been over there for about 18 years, Ken. As a CEO, what, what advice would you give your younger self nowadays? If you could talk to Ken Johnson 18 years ago, what would you have done a little bit different? Work harder at hockey practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, you know, I think, uh, I think probably I'd go back even further than that. Um, you know, I, you know, I was a vice president of uh, maintenance and equipment for my dad's company and, uh, um, director of maintenance prior to that and you know went up to the equipment side but I went to Niagara for transportation and you know quite frankly uh, um, I had the best education in transportation eating dinner um, you know and mm -hmm. talking to my dad and the opportunity to come over and work here after school not that I didn't learn a lot at school but uh, um, you know maybe focus more on some of the uh, skills you don't get in the transportation specific mm -hmm. curriculum you know, the deeper dive into uh, um, maybe business law or um, accounting, mm -hmm. some of those um, things and, instead of uh, you know, just focusing on the uh, transportation and logistics side of it. Um, you know, as far as uh, going into the CEO role, um, you know, it's uh, um, not sure. You know, I think I was fairly well prepared for it. Uh, you know, certainly the up the positive things you know it's you know I you know I, I love getting to talk to um, you know people like you guys and you know and um, being the uh, you know so-called face of the company and uh, you know obviously there's always negatives to everything you know certainly when you run a business there's uh, you know you know, you know the economy goes south and you know you have to you know deal with negatives uh, unfortunately you know we've been able to deal mostly with ne on positive things and the negatives have been few and far between but you know, no one likes dealing with that you know I mean um, you know, everyone wants, you know, to go to work and have a good day and, you know, go home, you know, to their family, you know, and consider it a successful, yeah. um, but, you know, that's, uh, you got to take the good with the bad and, mm 
you know, and just to try to work so that the good far exceeds the, the bad. Yeah. And, 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 and you seem to be a culture obsessed CEO that's uh, constantly trying to, and, and I know you're learning on how to give up control. And I think that really goes back to the, the conversation of the, the four letter word of, tr of trust or the five letter word of trust. Right, right. Um, <laughs> is basically the, the same opportunity is in a leadership role in a family owned and operated, you have employees that are constantly going to say, well, they got preferential treatment probably sometimes, right? And, and that's, uh, I'm calling it as, as, as typically if I was sitting, I'd be like, oh, that's the only reason that that person got this, right? right. How do you build trust? Um, because I know that's like the fundamental building block of building like a very resilient workforce and, and enabling their success. And, and, and trusting that they're gonna do the job and you're gonna have their back no matter what the result is. But what are you doing to build trust across your team? Yeah, you gotta listen. Um, you gotta give uh, people, even if uh, you know at the end of the day, yeah, you, 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 I'm going a different direction, you at least gotta give people the opportunity to voice um, you know, their thoughts and uh, you gotta respect you know, what they're telling you. Um, you, gotta, you, know, you gotta give them um, an opportunity. Um, you know, not run things with an iron fist, but uh, more of a, you know, collaboration and, um, um, you know, and just, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and give them the tools to get the job done. You know, and, and you know, uh, you talk about culture and, you know, um, you know, some people think, you know, that's all. Um, rainbows and roses, yeah. Rainbow, thank you. <laughs> Rainbow and roses. You know, um, you also have to be, you know, firm, but fair. You know, if, uh, you know, good workers, you know, um, don't want to see people get away with not doing their job just because you want to be a nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, you can't always be a nice guy. Sometimes you got to uh, give them an opportunity. You have to communicate. You have to, uh, um, um, you know, build a uh, um, corrective action plan. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, your uh, top performers, you know, don't want to be pulled back by those that aren't. Um, putting in their efforts. And, you know, so, you know, that's some of the tough parts of, uh, um, you know, being in charge, but, you know, it's, it's also, uh, you know, it's imperative you do that to keep your, you know, your top performers um, happy and motivated and, yeah. you know, um, them getting up and wanting, you know, wanting to get here and do their part. So. Awesome. We also get your best Joe Thornton impression, huh? <laughs> that's about the only hockey name i can throw out being from the south guys i just yeah. know joe thornton was an animal i got wayne gretzky yeah. that's about it <laughs> well i you know i grew up playing hockey and um my dad uh might have played basketball in uh, high school in uh, lindenville new york which um i think he graduated from about 27 but um they uh um you know so i didn't have a lot of uh, experience to lean on, but I just enjoyed the heck out of it. I also played football and lacrosse, but you know, I'm five foot eight, um, time 170 pound um, guard, so I didn't have much of a future in in football and you know lacrosse. I didn't have the um, skills, so hockey I enjoyed. And you know, nice thing about hockey is you can play it well into uh, your adult life. You know, a lot of uh, um, adult leagues, so it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. But That's I enjoy great. you know the the Sabres haven't given us a whole lot to cheer for lately, but, uh, um, you know, every year is a new, new hope and not optimism. And, Spoken like a true Buffalonian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every year is going to be our year. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And, 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 uh, ironically in football, I'm a Steelers fan. I've been a Steelers fan for, um, a long time back in the seventies. Uh, and, uh, 
Um, you know, so I had that same conversation with the Bills fans. You know, that the uh, normally the first week's the most optimistic week, and then, um, but you know, I think uh, they certainly got a better chance this year than my Steelers do. It looks like so. We'll see. Both yeah, last are... year with Big Ben, man, that's uh, yeah. I see a tear forming in your eye there. But yes. uh, by the yes. looks of it, on the season the performance, it might be time for Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, you know, it depends on the week. You know, yeah. last week he had a good week. The week before, <laughs> I think he should have retired that. At the end of the game. <laughs> At the end of the game. <laughs> well, Ken, where, where do you see Leonard's Express in about, I don't know, 20 years down the road? What's, what's y'all's um, vision over there? And somebody else's uh, um, leadership uh, hands. Um, but, uh, <laughs> He's got his ass on the beach with a margarita. That's He's out of here, guys. <laughs> That's Ouch. right. Where, where's the blender? Um, yeah. No, uh, you know, I really hope, you know, that um, mine and uh, Kevin and Kyle's time here um, you know, when, whenever it ends and it's probably not going to be at the same time as, uh, you know, um, you know, work on building our succession plan and, you know, putting um, next steps in place. But, you know, you know, we certainly want to leave a uh, positive legacy, um, you know, a company that did the right thing, both, uh, you know, for their employees, but also for the communities, you know, they work in, you know, it's one of the reasons, you know, that even though I'm, I'm not seeing a completely clear path for our type of uh, trucks with the, uh, um, renewable energy, you know, we are looking um, and, and working with vendors on places where it does work for us, but also, uh, you know, continue to build, you know, we, you know, we're, um, you know, strong believers and, uh, um, you know, if you're not um, continuing to build and grow your company that uh, um, you're going stagnant and you're in your business was, will as well. Uh, we're putting a lot of emphasis in uh, um, growing our footprint, you know, for our over the road um, trucks. We just went through a uh, fairly significant restructuring of our brokerage operation where we uh, brought a, uh, um, a third party in to help us uh, facilitate that. And, um, you know, which was not easy to do um, because it wasn't broken to begin with. It was working. But, you know, we really felt as a, uh, a management group that we needed to shake it up a little bit for the future, you know, put a different structure in that uh, would facilitate long-term growth um, rather than, you um, you know, just uh, um, reacting to market forces. You know, the uh, um, warehousing, you know, is a fairly uh, new ent um, enterprise for us. You know, we've uh, always done a little bit on just, uh, um, you know, in a building we have out back, but, you know, we're, we're up uh, about 275 to 300,000 square foot in the area. Um, and we're about to break ground on a 120,000 square foot refrigerated warehouse at our Manchester uh, warehouse campus. And, uh, you know, and, and we're looking for other opportunities in the warehousing side. We feel it's another, you know, offering for our customers, you know, that are looking for, uh, um, you know, a lot of cases they're, they're growing and, uh, you know, rather than invest in warehousing space, they, um, you know, turn their warehousing over to us or, you know, somebody else, preferably us, and uh, use their where internal warehousing space for um, um, manufacturing growth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, uh, you know, so we feel that there's a lot of opportunities and, um, you know, so we've been trying to take advantage of those and, you know, build that out. That's, it's awesome to hear you say, even though it wasn't broke, you still look the way to, to optimize it and just say like, yes, it has been successful up until this point, but if we want to sustain future growth, we need to make changes. You don't really hear that very often. People always say like, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Um, right. Just hearing kind of that methodology and, and, and uh, that you have to, to constantly be evolving and reevaluating things just to make sure it is optimal. 
Um, that's, that's really powerful to hear. And also just like, uh, it's awesome to see like renewable energy. Everybody likes to see that now. Everybody likes to see that commitment. But one of the other things that I know Leonard's does and being out in Farmington as your headquarters, it is a little feeling of a smaller town. But you guys do an incredible job about being involved in the community. Why is that so important to you? Well, you know, the uh, people that uh, work for us and our um, work for our customers, or at least um, um, our local customers, you know, that's where they live. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, we, we feel as a uh, um, company that's, you know, um, um, employing these and um, taking um, opportunities with our customers, you know, that, you know, we have a certain responsibility to give back, um, you know, and, you know, we encourage uh, all we've, um, you know, we've got, I don't know, off the top of my head, 15 other uh, offices, um, you know, including the uh, five other uh, truck terminals we have, wow. you know, we encourage our uh, terminal managers to work with their staff to find opportunities in those um, communities, you know, that, um, you know to, uh, to support, you know, if, uh, you know, if one of the employees has a, a charitable initiative that's important to them, you know, if we can help them, you know, we certainly will. Um, you know, we also do a lot, you know, if, uh, you know, one of our employees or uh, the family of one of our employees, you know, has a, uh, um, an issue, you know, um, we've had over the years, you know, they've had house fires, you know, and, you know, wow. and we don't have to encourage it. You know, it's generally someone coming to us and saying, this is what we want to do. Is it okay? You know, of course it's okay. Um, you know, it's, um, um, you know, so, yeah, we just, you know, we just feel it's the right thing to do. You know, it's, um, you know, we, we need to be, uh, a good corporate citizen in the uh, um, towns in which we operate. So cool to hear. So cool yeah. to hear. I had one other question that I wanted to ask you right off, dovetailing off of that is you mentioned the 15 different locations spread out all across the United States, and but but the family affair, right, is, is up here in upstate New York. And you talked about giving up control. We talked about sometimes in family-owned and operated businesses that the same I don't know, TLC approach to the job, to the customer seems to get watered down or changed the further that you get away from the headquarter. How do you protect that? As you guys continue, you had a recent uh, acquisition out in Idaho. Um, how do you continue to build and set up those expectations, the same expectations that you have back here in Farmington? Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because that, uh, you know, we started off that restructuring of our brokerage um, you know, with them, um, you know, doing interviews, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, some of our smaller offices and, and some of it was pandemic driven, but, you know, mm. some of our smaller offices, you know, felt that, uh, you know, a little bit of that disconnect. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, one of the things, um, you know, we had to work on, um, you know, I spend a lot of time, um, you know, my two brothers do, uh, you know, we have a senior management team. There's, uh, um, seven or eight of us that, um, um, you know, that, you know, we try to make sure that we're not just talking to them on the phone. We're not, you know, anymore. No one talks on the phone. We talk on the <laughs> phone. What's that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing over there that makes noise. I don't know. What it, just don't um, answer but, it. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> um, I can't get but, one uh, of you guys to answer that thing. I know you guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, we, um, you know, we try to, uh, you know, it's not just communicating. Sometimes you got to be there, you know, and, um, um, I, after the acquisition, uh, I think there was one of, uh, um, certainly one of, uh, or more than one of our senior management teams in um, um, Idaho, you know, for probably four months, you know, and now, you know, we try to get out there, you know, at least uh, one of us once a month, um, um, we moved my nephew out there. Um, it's, uh, he's, uh, you know, 
that's it was a short-term assignment you know he rented an apartment for a year and he may stay longer he may go into a, a different uh um opportunity but you know it's it, it you know the maintaining the family culture that you know that we want um you know as you know as you have more location it does you know create some challenges but i found that uh, i do uh um every friday i do a weekly update um i send out and uh um, you know, sometimes it's, uh, you know, COVID related, which I don't like to do. Uh, it's, it actually started as a, uh, COVID communication, you know, this, you know, this is what's going on here. This is what's going on there. This is, uh, you know, what we're doing as a company, um, you know, those types of things. And, uh, you know, after, I don't, I think it was last fall, got, everyone got a little bit COVID weary and, um, you know, and, you know, and I asked, uh, you know, some of our people, you know, is this still effective? Do you still think it's important? And uh, turns out, yes, it is important. And by the way, why don't you do a monthly uh, Teams um, meeting where anyone can sign in? I call it the worst television show on the air. And, um, yeah, you know, Not the greatest show on turf, no. <laughs> no, no, but uh, um, Shannon Struzik is uh, um, you know, our VP of uh, People and Development here. And uh, I call her, um, she, I refer to her as my producer. And, uh, you know, so we work together and, um, you know, we, we try to, prepare some uh, stuff if there's not a lot of questions and but it's really a free form and you know just trying to uh, take advantage you know I think I think one of the things we're going to learn from um, COVID is if we can't stop communicating in person like we used to but all these tools like Zoom and Teams um, and WebEx that uh, we've used to get through the pandemic can enhance those um, communication efforts instead of uh, um, communicating less we can communicate more you know both in person and using the tools that uh you know, we've discovered through this and, you know, we're, and we're trying to do that. And, um, you know, and it's, uh, it's not easy because, you know, you, you, you get in your day to day and wow, I haven't been to this terminal in a while, or I haven't been to that location in a while. And you know, I guess, um, you know, when I am, um, you know, spending some time in Florida in the winter, you know, I can, you know, that gives me the opportunity. If I don't um, need to come to New York, I can go to Boise or I can go to uh, Hickory or I can go, um, you know, wherever um, um, facility, um, I haven't been to in a while and, and, um, um, you know, that works well. Yeah. You know, so. I think you just being accessible and transparent with your employees probably helps you build that trust, um, with them. I mean, seeing a CEO and being accessible on a teams where they can add, come in and ask you any question. I think that's really the rift right now, right? A lot of employees were, we just read a story of a CEO firing 900 people over zoom. So like, tells I me think you hired them all back that's connected and with this world and the one that's on a different planet. Um, right. So it just is, it's so comforting to hear that you're, you're kind of building trust, being more transparent and accessible and answering questions that your employees have that they may have been fearful of asking in the past um, or at another employer where they were previously. So awesome to hear Ken. Well, you know, it's interesting, Kevin. Um, part of the uh, the L, when we first did the uh, um, we call them the LA programs, leadership academies with Dr. Jim. Uh, um, there's always one of us from the senior management team in those um, programs. Which you know, when it was myself or Kevin or Kyle, you know, the first couple of weeks, you know, the, there's some that are always going to be outspoken, and that's great. Um, that's fine, but there's always some that are going to be a little bit apprehensive to speak mm -hmm. up. And, um, you know, and the way these programs were structured by the third or fourth week, um, or session, rather, they go every other week, you know, and everybody in the room is talking. So That's great. it's, uh, it's good. And, uh, you know, and, it, and it's because we make clear the ground rules is, um, um, you know, short of, uh, personal insults or personal attacks, um, 
nothing's off limits. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you got a if you got a legitimate job um, problem, a roadblock, and uh, um, you know it's got not being addressed through normal channels, it's uh, fair game. Um, you know, so uh, so it it works and encourages it, and then we try to uh, you know continue that you know that uh, you know, constructive feedback, constructive criticism, um, just mm -hmm. you know suggestions, ideas, everything's, uh, you know, um, not everything will be implemented, not everything can be fixed, but uh, nothing will be fixed if you don't raise the flag saying, here, we got this concern and we need to talk about it. Wow. Huh. Even with it, even when it's not broken, you know, like yeah. I mentioned earlier, you might remind me of Swin Nader, his story about John Wooden, uh, when Kevin and I interviewed, interviewed him, you know, he said, you know, Larry Bird always said, you know, at first you, you get better by this much and this much and this much. And over time, that percentage gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, you know, and, and I think Swin just said, let's see how good we can get today, you know. And right. I always love people that are just trying to get better, even if it's about a 0.5% every day. And I think people really respect that, Ken, and uh, kind of, uh, you know, have your back and uh, work harder for you, if I had to guess. Or in my experience, that's how I am, at least. That gets right. me fired up. And once I'm fired up, you know, Tommy's fired up, then Billy's fired up, Susan's fired up, you know, and, and, and some, some good things happen when enthusiasm gets, you know, thrown in there. And uh, I was going to say, Boise looks beautiful from TV. Every time I see Boise <laughs> State play, is it pretty? Oh, it's gorgeous out there. And, um, you know, great people. It's a great, um, it's a growing, rapidly growing um, community. Um, probably the uh, biggest challenge is, uh, from Rochester, it's generally a three airplane um, ride to get there. Oh, good um, gosh. You know, so uh, there's a couple airlines that uh, um, I won't mention that I'd rather not fly that you can get there um, <laughs> on two flights, but uh, that's only if they manage to get um, them off the ground on time. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, uh, once you get there, it's, you know, it's just, uh, um, you know, they have the four seasons, but uh, they're not, um, you know, not as long. The bad ones aren't as long, um, you know, so, it, you know, and it's, you know, it's on the edge of the uh, um, mountains, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, um, very um, nice views and, you know, and just great people, very, uh, you know, diverse, because it's grown so rapidly with people coming from, you know, everywhere, you know, it's uh, right. a lot of tech companies are moving out there, you know, obviously the uh, the college is very uh, popular, um, you know, so um, in a different uh, um different culture um not not from uh you know I, their company you know one of the first things we're doing acquisition is we go in and talk to the owner and try to get a sense of the culture because if there's not a culture fit there's no sense looking at the numbers the numbers wow. don't matter wow here um, here to that because i know yeah. family are awesome. just focused on that pnl that is amazing oh, yeah. to hear and that's why most of them fail so that's right. incredible ken that's exactly right but uh awesome. but every every community every area of the country has just a little bit different yeah. culture and uh you know, and different perspective. And I, and I think uh, that's some of the, some of the things I learned through this pandemic is, uh, um, you know, different parts of the country have different views on that, you know, and you got to respect them all. And, um, you know, and that's one of the reasons I like sending out, you know, communications about, you know, what's going on in the company and I have to talk about pandemic issues because, you know, I get responses all over the board based on, you know, personal experiences and opinions and, and that's fine. And, you know, I, um, you know, I respect those, but, uh, I'd rather uh, just talk about trucking and <laughs> right and i wanted to ask you real quick about dr jim i get i bet dr jim has some stories being being in his shoes has he what's how do i even ask this has dr jim ever told you something about yourself that you were just so blind to that you were like are you kidding me dr jim i'm really like that you know i would, I would I think, just love to be in his shoes 
you know, he, uh, I don't know if there's anything I uh, was totally blind to as much of, uh, as I wanted to ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the, uh, um, you know, everyone's got uh, personality traits and not all of them are good. And, um, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, they stay in the closet and don't, you know, bother you day to day, but other times they'll uh, creep out. And, uh, you know, one of, uh, one of the key components of his uh, leadership academy um, is, uh, you know, he teaches um, emotional intelligence, you know, and, you know, and how to use that. And that's, you know, it's, and it's great. But uh, one of the more uh, um, common phrases we hear from time to time here is, I didn't use my emotional intelligence. And, you know, so, uh, you know, so people are aware and then myself and, you know, that, um, that uh, sometimes uh, you just let uh, um, things get away. But, uh, um, but, I, but the fact that you know it, you know, that's a positive. And uh, the fact that uh, you found that as the exception to your normal um, daily um, routine is uh, also a positive. So that's um, those awesome. that don't know that they didn't use emotional intelligence and uh, um, you know, those folks I want to send back for remedial training, but <laughs> yeah, can, no joke. Yeah, I had a brain to scan or a brain scan, whatever, right. whatever one you're thinking. <laughs> Last question I had to kind of summarize and wrap everything up. You mentioned emotional intelligence. We're hearing the great resignation. We're hearing things like that throughout the, the, the pandemic here. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is that the logistic, we mentioned it's not a sexy industry. You mentioned culture. What would you say that your purpose is at Leonard's Express that is the uniting mission across the employee population, if you had to define that? I think, uh, um, you know, just uh, serving um, our customers, um, you know, and making sure that, you know, we're doing the best of our um to the best of our ability to uh, make sure that, um, you know, we're doing our part to keep the uh, store shelves stocked and, you know, and, uh, you know, deliver our customers freight safely on time and, and damage free and, um, you know, and be proud about it. You know, our industry should be celebrated. You know, I tell our employees that, um, you know, and, uh, and I think, you know, we, like so um, earlier, we bring in a lot of younger uh, folks, you know, to, uh, um, um, you know, from school and, um, you know, introduce them and, you know, let them know. And I, and I think if there's an upside to the pandemic, I think it demonstrated to the general public the value that our industry. Um, a lot of taking for granted. I mean, we have no idea what it takes to just get a thing of pickles on the, on the shelf at Bill Weber. Right. Like it's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I talk to our people a lot of times about, you know, we need to be proud of that. You know, we're, yeah. we're uh, we, um, we were a part of that. Uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, um, um, politicians, you know, aren't um, so high on, um, you know, the trucks and the transportation, but, uh, um, you know, the, I think um, there's been a real eye, eye opener to the uh, overall um, population and, you know, we need to be proud of that and we need to celebrate it. And, uh, um, you know, and, and that's my job is to make sure I'm the uh, chief cheerleader, you know, and, and doing that. How much toilet paper did you stash away during the pandemic? Were there any trucks that got lost? And- <laughs> no, uh, um, no, but uh, we were doing a cross on that program. And, um, you know, so we had um, a load of toilet paper come in right in the height of it. And I took a um, picture of myself standing in the back of the trailer and sent it to my wife. And I said, my location is now confidential and I'm requiring security. Yeah, it was, uh, that whole thing was the strangest thing in the world to me. It's, uh, um, yeah, and, and I, I spent uh, um, less time worrying about toilet paper and more time 
um, trying to find uh, masks and uh, hand sanitizers um, for our drivers because everybody was all about the healthcare workers, rightfully so. I mean, you know, they need to be uh, celebrated as well. Yeah. But um, the few people that had access to hand sanitizer and access to masks and gloves, that's where they wanted it to go. They yeah. didn't want it to come um, to us. And uh, I got so frustrated at one point that I put out, you know, just, uh, and I'm not on um, Facebook a lot, but I just, one Sunday night, I've been told no yeah. several times. And I just, uh, um, you know, basically vented about it yeah. and, uh, and really flipped it around. And, you know, by the end of the week, I had you know, uh, at least enough san hand sanitizer to get through, uh, you know, the next month or so. And, you know, wow. so it's, uh, you know, people really rallied, um, you know, friends yeah. really helped. And well, like you said, healthcare and logistics, I mean, those are an afterthought. People just take advantage of them. They yeah. just assume that it's always going to be there. Um, but right. they, don't, they don't understand that there is some volatility to it. And there's still people at the end of the day and they right. still have families at home and they still have the same wants and desires as we do. So it's, I just want to say thank you, Ken, for, okay. for being a CEO that is brave and, and you're not afraid to be challenged. It's just a, a really rewarding conversation to learn a little bit more about the secret sauce and the family uh, recipe there at uh, Leonard's Express and having the opportunity just to have a, a raw conversation with you today. And I know I learned a lot. Tyler and I always like to talk about how many pages of notes. I think you're up to about six or seven. <laughs> yeah, a lot over here. So. <laughs> well, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. You know, and I, I appreciate the opportunity, uh, um, you know, allowing me to come on and um, brag about, you know, the things we're doing and not just at Leonard's, it's Canada with driving school and a greater logistics and Johnson equipment. Uh, you know, all our folks are, are wonderful and, uh, you know, they're all a part of the um, overall team. And, you know, and uh, again, I appreciate you two uh, giving me the opportunity to come on here and brag about it a little bit. Of course. Of course, that's what it's all about. That's how we <laughs> get back and uh, elevate you over some of the leaders that uh, might need their head examined. So uh, we appreciate it greatly, Ken. Thanks well, again know, so I, much. I, I appreciate the uh, ones that do um, things like that to make the rest of us look better. Exactly, <laughs> yes, exactly. Sir. Thank you. We had to highlight you good ones. <laughs> Thank you.